0: You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 389 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, October 2nd. I am your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleyShawn. Find the show at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode. And of course, make sure you are checking out the Locked On Podcast Network. we got team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams uh, going through a whole lot of preseason action right now. So if that's your bag, make sure you find a team's show that you're interested in and support that host and show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all those places. If you're a fantasy basketball fan, check out Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd. Josh actually launched just, uh, I believe yesterday, a new podcast called Locked On Dynasty Fantasy Basketball. So if you're in a very intense Dynasty Fantasy Basketball League, Josh is your man. Uh, And make sure you're checking out Locked On NBA, of course. Of course, the NFL shows and college shows are going strong too. It is the only daily sports podcast network, or at least the very best one. If I don't know if there even is any competition because we're so damn good. So make sure you are checking out all the Lockdown shows and subscribing and rating separately on itunes to the hosts and shows that you like it's very helpful very appreciated and we've been doing really well in the rankings lately lockdown raptors has been like top 80 for the last week or so so please keep that up it's very uh, nice to see you in those rankings and uh it's good for getting new listeners and stuff it's been a very good week for the show so thanks for everyone who listens rates reviews subscribes anything or all of the above all right let's get to today's show i'm sorry there was no show yesterday as you can probably tell my voice is uh very much struggling because I talk way too much, and uh, I've had a bit of a cough and a cold lately. So uh, I had to skip yesterday's show because I kind of lost my vo- voice entirely. But we're joined today for a makeup episode with our pal Vivek Jacob. How's it going, buddy?
2: I'm doing pretty good. Getting closer and closer to the season start. Raptors game tonight, and yeah, locker rooms a fun atmosphere. Here we are trying to make it more fun.
1: Yeah. uh, So I should probably tell the listeners what we're doing today. I tweeted about it last night, but on today's show, we are answering preseason question number seven, the most important question we've asked so far. uh, What should the Raptors locker room seating chart be? We're going to try to assemble the perfect locker room seating chart with the interests of chemistry and camaraderie in mind. Uh, So we're going to do that. But I guess... We could talk about some newsy stuff. I mean, there's not really any news at a Raptors camp right now. OG Ananobi's not going to play on Tuesday's game, it sounds like, and he's still waiting for a family matter. hope everything's okay there with OG and his family. But um, ahead of Game 2 of the preseason, Vivek, we haven't talked to you since the first game. Do you have any takes that you want to get out there in the world from the first game and uh, what you're looking for tonight?
2: Uh, Nothing too crazy. I mean, you know, Nurx has talked a lot about experimentation and, the flexibility as with the roster, so obviously, there is that curiosity about what the starting lineup would be to start. And we saw two different starting lineups for each half, so mm-hmm. um, I expect that to continue uh, when they play the Jazz. And yeah, I guess you know, he's just gonna throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks and what doesn't. And Kawhi looked pretty good, or uh, you know, rust considered, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Kyle looked really good, Van Fleet, Siakam, DeLon. I mean, they all they all look good to me. Um, Norm kind of was hit and miss, but, you know, hopefully he can get a run going. And, yeah, I mean, not going to make too much out of one game. So we'll see how tonight goes and then continue to build into the season.
1: How dare you not have takes about one single preseason game, man? It's disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Nick Nurse is going to make it really hard this year to make takes or like concrete takes about anything because he's going to change shit up on us all the time with his lineups and his sort of starting units and closing units. Like, I don't think we're going to see anything like last year where there was just two lineups that played a million minutes and then a bunch of lineups that played none. I think there's going to be a lot of lineups that play like a medium amount of minutes. That's like almost barely enough to make a real sort of take on whether or not it's a good lineup or not. Um, and I'm sure we'll see that continue tonight. Do you want to see Jonas start with the uh, 4-4-out configuration tonight?
2: Yeah, I'd definitely like to.
1: Um, It's so weird, too, because OG's not there. It's hard to really even, with the starters, you can't pull anything either.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, So, yeah, I guess CJ will probably maybe stick in there, or maybe he'll give Norm a go and see how that looks. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I think you want to see Jonas against Gobert and run some some stuff through him so I'd be excited to see that and then you know Serge coming off the bench maybe he can get a little comfortable with that idea and uh, you know I think ideally you know if there's one thing you take away from that first preseason game it's that ideally you want to see Ibaka and Jonas play as many minutes as possible separate from each other yeah um, where they're just taking up all the center minutes.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the way in which Greg Monroe was used, again, it's hard to really pull anything, but just factoring in that he played with a lot of the G League guys at the end of the game or in the start of the fourth quarter, late third quarter, like he wasn't really in the regular rotation when it seemed like they were trying to run out the guys who were actually going to play this season. So, as someone who is happy Greg Monroe's on the team because he seems like a nice guy and a fun guy, I, uh, you know, another fun guy on the team, the Raptors have many of those apparently, but. Um, I'm okay with him not really being all that much involved in the rotation and I think the first preseason game is kind of an indication that maybe he's not going to be especially, like, there's going to be no minutes for him if Jonas and Serge are playing mostly at center, so Um, Uh nice to see that Nick Nurse is listening to the masses, I suppose (laughs) um, Let's take a quick break. On the other side, we will uh, talk about the Raptors' locker room arrangement, seating chart, seating plan, whatever it is. Uh, We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back with all of that.
0: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs.
1: All right. Let's uh, dive into this thing here. This is a dumb idea that uh, – it's actually not a dumb idea. What am I saying? This was a, uh, a suggestion that came in from a listener, so I don't want to call it dumb by any means. It's a silly podcast topic, but hey, this is Lockdown Raptors. We do silly things on this show all the time. So this is nothing new, um, but I'm trying to find the listener who sent it. I have so many DMs from – people joining the Lockdown Raptors Fantasy Basketball League that I can't find the name here. If I find it, I will shout that person out down the road, but I can't find it right now because for some reason my internet's not working very well. But uh, a listener said we should do a podcast where we try to assemble the perfect seating chart in the interest of chemistry and fun times in the locker room, uh, You know, especially considering that DeMar DeRozan's gone, Bruno kabaklo has gone, two of the guys who are a staple of you know, that that locker room for a long time are, are now no longer there. Kyle Lowry's missing a couple seatmates. That's interesting. So uh, I figured we could just dive on into this and try to assemble the perfect, go around the room and try to assemble the perfect seating arrangement to help get maximize what the Raptors get from their locker room experience. So are you ready to do this, Vivek? Yes, I am. Okay, cool. So for people who don't know, and you've probably seen this on Open Gym, but For those who don't know, the Raptors locker room is kind of set up like this. You walk in, to the right there are four lockers I believe. Uh, there is usually it was DeMar DeRozan in the very first one to the right next to him I think was Bruno and then Kyle Lowry next to Bruno and then Jonas Valanciunas and then there's the door that goes to the shower uh, and then you go around the the room from there I think Serge or CJ Miles was the first one uh, to the left of the shower door and then they go all the way around and I believe Lorenzo Brown is the very last guy in the corner so um, that's going to be sort of the template we're working off. I don't think they've changed around the locker room configuration. We'll have to see for their for their first home game against Melbourne in, in, a, in a few days. But I do think that's what they're working with right now, or going into the season once again. And so obviously the two big glaring holes are DeMar and Bruno. Obviously Bruno got traded at the deadline last season. But for some reason I still had him in my mind as sitting next to those guys even after he got traded last year. Um, so let's start with DeMar's seat. Who should go in DeMar's seat? Now that he is no longer with the Raptors and there's that big glaring hole at the first seat to the right when you walk in. Fred Bamble. Ooh. Explain.
2: So so you've got Fred over on the other side right now.
1: He's next kind to of in the middle, the, right?
2: Yeah, and yeah. so I think I think he had Lorenzo to the right of him
1: and mm-hmm.
2: Jaco Pertle to the left of him.
1: That makes if sense. If I'm remembering yeah, that right. I think that makes sense to me
2: yeah okay yeah. so my thinking is you want to keep Danny Green and Kawhi together right so you move Van Vliet over to Kyle mm-hmm. so they can be best buds and be happy and we can uh, they can be Maximus Clumus, uh whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah and then you move Kawhi and Danny over to the other side with the bench bump.
1: Okay, what's the
2: Danny will like being around the young guys, right? And Kawhi would probably be next to a guy that he's not going to talk to anyway, in Lorenzo.
1: So, (laughs) (laughs) so I think it works out perfectly. Yeah, I do think it makes sense to keep Kawhi away from that row of four to the right because that is typically where. They do most of the post game scrums just because that's where Kyle and Demar would both come at the same time. Uh, Jonas would would figure in there once in a while too. Jonas is in a weird spot. He's always he's in very prime position to clown on dudes while they're doing their their availabilities after yeah. games because he doesn't talk after every single game, obviously. Um, so I think Fred there makes sense because he's a guy who talks a lot. I think he was the most featured man in the NBA last season, and he is very much not. Afraid of the camera Not shy in front of the camera And if that sort of soaks up Some of the attention that Kawhi would have Usually on him or that DeMar used to have In that position I think that's probably a good idea For the Raptors um, I can't imagine Kawhi like Kawhi is probably going to talk after every game Because stars do So they might just stick him in that spot For convenience sake But um, I, I do think putting Fred there The first face you see in when you walk in there That's it's not a bad way to do it I don't think um, who should go in Bruno's old spot there, next to uh, Fred, and then in between him and Kyle, assuming Kyle stays in the same place?
2: Uh, wait. So wasn't it Kyle first? Like you walk in the locker room.
1: I, I thought it was like it DeMar, was
2: and then DeMar, then,
1: and then, then Bruno. Oh, uh,
2: you might be right. Jonas.
1: I thought DeMar was the first one, and then. Oh no, you may be right. Yeah, Kyle might have been the first one. Never mind. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, are you still keeping Kyle there then, or are you still on So, Fred uh, there? so
2: Kyle stays first. Okay. Um, and then Fred.
1: Okay. And then,
2: and then, yeah, you you could put Greg uh, alongside JV.
1: Ooh, I Both like that. Both
2: of them can be best pals.
1: I like that. They seem to be. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't seen them interact once in my entire life, but they seem like they would have sort of a uh, a kinship between them. them. Yeah, they're very similar styled players. They might try to bully,
2: you know, Fred and Kyle a little bit.
1: <laughs> Just because they're so big. Yeah. Um, These are all long. Yeah, they can have like a little, uh, like a foot-long meter stick type thing that they insert in, in the background of like Kyle and Fred's press conferences to show their, their height advantages over them, something like that. Um, some little good-natured ribbing. Yeah, I like Greg there, because that's like a, a spot, too, that it's nice to have one low-key guy in that row of the three sort of core guys, I think. So um, I, there's not really a G League guy you could put there, I don't think, right? Like, there's no Bebe anymore. I guess you could stick, like, a Jordan Lloyd there, because he's not there all the time, but I, I, I kind of like the well, idea of Greg. that's Monroe. who it
2: was, so it was Lorenzo, then Bebe, then um, Fred. Right?
1: Yeah. Or DeLon. It gets very oh, muddy on that one forgot. side. Who you we, know who we did forget? Who we forget? Um.
2: So before, so Kyle actually, now that I think about it, isn't first.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> it was Malcolm Miller.
1: All right.
2: So it was Malcolm Miller, then Kyle, then for then De Rosen right. then. Bruno,
1: then Jonas, right? Yeah. This has gone off the rails quickly because we can't even know. <laughs> we don't even know what the hell we're talking about, apparently. <laughs> I forgot about Malcolm,
2: man. No one ever
1: talked to him. <laughs> so I, uh, Except Blake. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, him and Blake were best buds. Um, so I had uh, in my ranking every Raptor post, I think Malcolm Miller was in the very first post because he barely played. And I had someone correct me yesterday because I, in my research – I thought that I came across Malcolm Miller, uh, a bit of news that he had signed with a team in Asia called the Formosa Dreamers, and apparently that's just a different Malcolm Miller altogether. And the actual Malcolm Miller that the Raptors had is unsigned right now, recovering from an injury, which is a bummer, but maybe he's got NBA hopes now and he's not stuck playing in, an Asian, uh, in the Asian League, which is nice, I suppose, if you are Malcolm Miller looking for an NBA job. Um, but yeah, so my apologies to the real Malcolm Miller. Shouts to the uh, imposter Malcolm Miller that I shouted out in the in the in the post for some reason, but um, that's just a, yeah, thanks to the listener who also corrected me on that because uh, I am bad at things and uh, I make mistakes all the time. I was so I was so convinced that I was going to forget a player in the rankings and someone was going to come at me and be like, "How did you forget Nate Huffman? <laughs> like, how could you do that?" I didn't, though. I think I got everybody. Uh, I'm still waiting for that correction, but I think I'm good. Um, anyway, what were we talking about? Where the Raptors uh, the seating chart. The seating chart. Um, so we got to revisit this whole thing. Are we Are we putting a, a, a two-way guy? Are we putting like Chris Boucher in that first seat, then? Just to kind of replicate what they had last year.
2: Um, I guess it would be Boucher.
1: It's Boucher or Lloyd are the two two-way guys, right?
2: Yeah, so maybe maybe you put Lloyd there just to keep the point guards together. You know, right, then you got right. Lloyd, Lowry, and Van Vliet. I guess the lawn might feel a little left out.
1: <laughs> Couldn't they just do an entire point guard row? That
2: would be hilarious. If they just seated everyone by position.
1: Or just by height. That'd be kind of fun, too. That'd be a fun, like, open gym picture. Like a pano of just, like, the height that in ascending order from right <laughs> to left. That'd be a kind of all right, I think. No?
2: Yeah. I guess it'll get a bit cramped as you go deeper, right? Because just putting yeah. all the bigs together. just.
1: Oh, yeah. it would get real cramped back. in the Jonas, Greg Monroe, Pascal wing of the locker room. And those guys are right next to the door where you go to get food in the kitchen, too, right? So yeah, you probably wouldn't yeah. want those big dudes kind of hanging over there. That's where a lot of people kind of stand when we're waiting for people mm-hmm. to come out, too. So... That's probably... uh, You got a spider. Yeah, good point. Good point.
0: (laughs) The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day.
1: So
2: <laughs> a, lot of, a lot a lot of things to think
1: about when a lot know. of moving parts in this man yeah it's uh, so let's talk about some like pairings that you think are necessary to have together because we've lost the Pascal Yaapertle relationship like the, the Kyle Demar thing is gone. Uh, you mentioned the Fred Kyle pairing would be a good idea. Uh, I, I do wonder at times if there's like some competition between those two because it seems like Fred is like destined to overtake Kyle's job. People even compare Fred to Kyle at times. So I wonder if there could be a bit of animus between those two that might make that pairing a little bit. Uh, suboptimal, but I don't know. Are there any pairings in particular of guys that you think should be sitting next to each other? Any clusters that you think we should be trying to strive for, uh, particularly on the left side where there's like twelve lockers all, all next to each other?
2: Um, so I think the Raptors have it pretty good for the most part because you've got, you know, you've still got um, that stretch of Norm, DeLon, and Pascal, Surge. Um, so I think. That you can leave as is. I don't think you need to change any of that up. So it's just that latter half mm-hmm. uh, that leads into the kitchen that you might have to change. Right. So that's where I have Fred coming over, and Kawhi and Danny going over. Because um, yeah, Danny, Danny has talked a bunch about you know uh, getting a chance now to play with some young guys and uh, a chance to really be a vet, where as opposed to the Spurs where. You know, he was just one of the guys. And, mm-hmm. You know, you still had Manu and Tony last season uh, just be around, and, you know, maybe they can pick up on some of his habits per game, post game, whatever it is. Um, yeah, and Kawhi, I think the further away he is from everything, the better. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably prefer that. So, I kind of. He can just sneak into the kitchen with his big hands <laughs> and grab whatever he wants.
1: I kind of like the idea of sticking Kawhi. Second from the end on the left side of the room, uh, yeah. In between, like I know C.J. Miles, his original seat I believe is either the first or second seat out of the shower to the to the left of the shower yeah. door. I yeah. like the idea of putting Kawhi in between Danny Green and C.J. Miles because I feel like those guys are going to be asked to talk to a lot because they're probably the best quotes on the team. So if you can kind of insulate Kawhi and maybe just sort of, you know, it's like a magnet kind of pulling the, the force away from Kawhi in the middle there so that could divert some attention from him just because the guys that people actually want to talk to to get real quotes from are sort of to his left and right. Does that make sense? I just feel like I don't want him
2: to feel like his face is cramped with right. people just constantly talking to the other guys where it's like right. you know? I feel like that last spot or that second last spot next to the kitchen is way more open and you know There's plenty of escape
0: routes (laughs) for him, so I I would personally
2: prefer to keep him on that side, Um, and yeah, I feel like you know you can keep the guys that will enjoy the attention. You know the the Van Fleets and the Miles and the Danny Greens, Um, yeah, on the other side. So yeah, I think it works. I think I, I think yeah. So you've pretty much got. Uh, well, the way I have it set up, so you have Bentley in that first sort of section. Yeah. Then you have CJ in that corner. Yeah. This guy's always in the corner. Now that I think. About it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, the, the other, th- the other thought that just came to my mind was, uh, do you remember the game against the Wizards when he literally stopped to tie his shoelace? The Raptors played four on five defense. Yeah. And then came back down the court and found him in the corner for three.
1: Yeah, they drew it up that way. Yeah, yeah, of course they did. It's a, it's a decoy play, actually. You know, yeah, <laughs> nothing better
2: than fucking the wizards.
1: It's it's really <laughs> funny that not having C.J. Miles play defense was more successful than having C.J. Miles play defense <laughs> in last year's playoffs. <laughs> um, not entirely yeah. shocking. So you've got C.J. You know,
2: grabbing attention on that one side because you know, let's face it, Serge doesn't do much talking unless you know. Now he's maybe rebranding himself with. You know the YouTube.
1: Show. <laughs> oh, uh, we're gonna talk about that tomorrow with Katie. Don't you worry, that's <laughs> coming tomorrow.
2: I met her for the first time. She's so cool.
1: Katie's the uh, best.
2: And yeah, so you've got CJ taking attention on the one side, and then as you move over to the left, you've got Danny will be ready for it. Um, Delon will enjoy it. Uh, Norm, maybe if he gets going. To, um, you know, there'll be more opportunities for him to speak as well. Mm-hmm. So I like I like that we've got a go-to guy in each corner.
1: Yeah, sort of spread out the the reporters and yeah. sort of shelter Kawhi. Actually, I think maybe putting Serge next to Kawhi in the second-to-last locker um, would be a good idea because no one wants to talk to Serge. <laughs> like, <laughs> Serge doesn't want to talk to anybody, and no one wants to talk to Serge. And also... You'd give, Ka- you'd give Kawhi a little bit of extra space while he's getting ready to leave as well because Serge doesn't come out for like 45 minutes after a game. So by the time Serge is out, like, Kawhi's already done and eaten sandwiches in the kitchen, right? Like, he's not, his crowd, his space is never going to be crowded after a game as well. So for his press conferences, like, it's not too crazy because, you know, if he, if he is doing a, a scrum in that corner, you know, there's space in behind him. He's not getting too cramped. Um, we're maybe babying Kawhi a little bit here, but hey, I don't anything to keep him around. I don't really care. Um yeah. so there's a space, you can kinda of do it in the doorway, there's space behind him. You're not gonna have a bunch of people just totally swarming him, and then Surge isn't there to kind of add extra crampedness to the space, and as soon as he's done, he can just dip and go into the kitchen and have his post game meal, and he just disappears into the night. I kinda of think that's a good idea. Then Surge comes in after all the hoopla's over, uh, to get dressed an hour after the game. I think that is uh, that's my pairing now, actually. It'd be nice to put him with Danny. Maybe put Danny, like, on the other side of Surge here, but um, I think sheltering Kawhi a little bit, insulating him from where people are going to want to be going, makes some sense. Yep. yep. i thought too I much about be, this.
2: <laughs> we arrived at a good solution. Did
1: you have any complaints about how they set it up before? Like how Do you think there were areas in which team chemistry was threatened by who they had sitting with who?
2: No, not really. I think you had to keep Colin and Lamar together. together. Yeah. Um, you had Fred, you know, with Bebe and Yuck and, uh, and then you went to Norm and DeLon and Pascal and Serge.
1: OG's oh, over see, there too.
2: To see, so, one key thing is Pascal has to be where he is so that Um, For the fans who don't know this, Pascal, when the media comes in, he tries to pick an opportune time to scare all all the reporters (laughs) with a ridiculously loud howl. (laughs) So he needs to be in the center so that he can maximize the volume. Yeah, Uh, It only works on Holly Mack. (laughs) She seems to be the only one that gets scared by it every single time. Uh, Everyone else is sort of caught on, but... You know, it's okay. Yeah. We, we enjoy the entertainment, and if Pascal gets a kick out of scaring Holly, then power to him.
1: Are there any pairings that you think could lead to you know, like similar to like when it's like a teacher is laying out a, a class seating chart for a class, like she they're trying to like separate problem kids from problem kids, right? Or, do you think there are two troublemakers within the Lat Raptors locker room? Not like in a nefarious sense, but just like. People, if you pair them together, it could cause a distraction for the rest of the room. Um, I'm pretty sure Pascal is one of these people I'm talking about, by the way. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. He very much seems <laughs> like the gregarious, loud kid in class who means well and is probably very smart and has good grades, but... Okay, so you don't want to put Pascal
2: next to Kawhi, is what you're
1: saying. Uh, no, that might be a good thing, because it might... Discourage Pascal. Like he wouldn't have someone to get him riled up. You know what I mean? It might uh, actually sort see, I of was level of it him the up. other way. Where mm. I'm like the super introvert that just
2: does not just one want, wants to be able to do my thing and not be disturbed. And this guy's
1: just going off. Right. It's like shut up,
2: dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's a balance there to strike too, right? Um, yeah. You don't want an entire table of introverts because then that's just not good, that 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 table's never going to participate in you know. Things that require participation, I guess it's yep, the word for it. Yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, Is like it's weird because Pascal. I don't really know who he's gonna clique up with now, just because Pet Yak pertle has gone. Like that was a really nice pairing for both of them. I think they really enjoyed it. Um, well, actually, side note on Yak. It. I think not having Yak's uh, trail of like seven Austrian reporters this season is going to be nice for everybody in that range of the of the locker room, just because I feel like at times. I think Norm and and DeLon in particular could kind of get cramped by the gaggle of Austrian media that are there trying to talk to Jakob after every single game about the same things, I think, uh, presumably. (laughs) Um, So that's just (laughs) a side note that I thought about, but um, I guess there's not really someone who could be Pascal's partner in crime, as it were, you know what I mean? Like, there's not... Everyone's pretty chill.
0: Pascal...
1: Uh yeah, I guess Pascal maybe maybe he can get something going with Delon. Ooh yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. And Delon's like the kid who's very well behaved in class, but there's just this one kid who gets him riled up. You know what I mean? And that might. I be mean, Pascal. he did Tell OG he needs to talk more. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we're gonna go deep on the conversation. And how hungry are you with the bench mob? Um, yeah, even I, though I bet OG's pretty offended to be part of the, the, the lumped in with the bench mob, considering he started all last season. But um, yeah. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll we'll dive yeah, into that I, I, deep I'm, tomorrow. Yeah, anyway, yeah,
2: yeah, I won't get into it. That's a, that's all right.
1: Um, yeah. What? Yeah, I think I think we've I think we've covered it. This is a podcast. It's a daily podcast. Give us a break. We need to fill days. Um, and we filled the day. We we fill the day here. <laughs> <laughs> fill the day we fill the day I mean this preseason and training camp have not been as like interesting as I thought like Kyle decided to talk so there's no more concern about that um, there's another preseason game tonight that's not even televised I don't think so that like that's tough everything's kind of going as planned no one's hurt that's good no one's angry there's no disgruntlement it seems within the locker room. It's probably, nope. it's exactly what you want. You want your training camp to be quiet and not having much in the way of storylines. So, this is what we do in lieu of news. So, apologies for those who didn't enjoy it. But hey, I had a good time. Vivek, did you have a good time?
2: I had a great time. Yeah, always. Uh, I'll have a Kyle story up tomorrow or day after for Sportsnet. Look at you Back.
1: taking it upon yourself to plug stuff, not even going with my prompt. I appreciate it. I'm happy we've gotten to this point of comfortability. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Plug away, sir.
2: Um, But yeah, I'll have the Lowry story out tomorrow or day after. Uh, might do a recap on tonight's game, depending on whether or not I'm able to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Um, and besides that, you can follow me on Twitter at Jacob
1: Right on. I've never been more excited to try to find a nefarious stream of a basketball game. I think it's on League Pass with the Jazz broadcast, but we'll have to see. Right. I don't, it might be the only Raptors game ever that's not been blacked out in Canada. So that would be nice. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySeanRaptorsHQ. Uh, I just finished my ranking of every Raptor yesterday. Uh, Eric Kareen got mad at me for one of my picks. I don't care. Daniel Marshall's number nine in my heart. Um, he's closer to number one than number nine, actually. But I put him at nine. In the rankings, uh, I rank Kyle Lowry number one because Kyle Lowry is the best Raptor of all time. And I don't even think it's really a conversation at this point. Uh, not until Kawhi leads the Raptors to the finals this season and wins MVP. But um, you can check out all eight parts of ranking every Raptor on Raptors HQ. Uh, you can subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. It's the best way to support the show. As always, I have a Kawhi Leonard season preview coming out at some point this week at HQ as well. It might be early next week. Who knows? We'll see. Tomorrow we we'll doing two podcasts. Probably one will come up Thursday. Uh, we're going to talk to Dan Grant about my rankings. He's going to pick them apart. He of course picked apart the first half, and we will do that with the second half as well. Uh, he's also got takes about Danielle Marshall that I'm sure to turn down. And then Katie Heinle's going to come on. We're going to do another review of, of Serge Ibaka's "How Hungry Are You?" This time with the Bench Mob plus OJ Ananobi on the te- on the on the show. It's like 13 minutes long. It's a long ass show. But we'll talk about it. It's good. It's probably I think it's way more interesting than the, than the DeMar one was. So stay tuned for that with myself and Katie. And then uh, we'll figure out what else to do this week. I'm sure there'll be other things to talk about at some point. And then next week I'm going to try to do like a bunch of episodes where we preview all the other teams that matter in the Eastern Conference. So stay tuned for what will likely be a lot of Locked On crossover podcasts next week. So stay tuned. And uh, thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next time. On Locked On Raptors, I'm going to go have a tea.
0: A hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.